Welcome to the Seek 24 podcast. I'm John Michael Lucido, and I am so glad that you are here. This podcast is a place of community, collaboration, and inspiration created to invite and encourage you deeper into relationship with Jesus. So here we go. Hey, Chanel. Hey, how are you doing? This is such a treat. We don't get to do this all that often anymore. I know, I know. Like, how the heck are you, Katie? What is life? What's happening? <laughs> That's a big question. Life is good. Um, let's see, when we're recording this, I just got back from a really cool meeting in Chicago of a bunch of like Catholic creatives and influencers. And um, so that was fun. It was a heck of a time getting home. I, because uh, there was weather, but you can't control the weather. So you just have to go with the flow and, and stay in a hotel an extra night. But I can't complain too much. Kids are good. My sister just entered the Sisters of Life. So that's really exciting. So she's in formation. And uh, I get to imagine what she's doing during the day. So like right now it's early morning. I think they just probably wrapped up breakfast and they're going into class. So that's kind of fun mm-hmm. to like think of like, what are you doing right now? And wow. pray for her, you know? Dude, absolutely, absolutely will do. What a fun, uh, what a fun thing though to have like a sister, sister. So yeah, 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 sister, sister, and like we're still trying to figure out what we're gonna call her because my kids call yeah. my sister, whose name is Laura, they call mm-hmm. her Wawa. Um, and so I've asked, like every sister of life that I know, I've asked, what do your nieces and nephews call you once your name changes? And they all pretty yeah. much like still go by like aunt, sister, or sister aunt, or. You know, like a family nickname. Um, I believe it was Sister Anu's day who said her nieces and nephews call her Sister Lammy, which just like absolutely broke my heart open with joy. I was like, that is amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. That is it. How are you? That is the blueprint. I am great. I am actually in Puerto Rico as we are recording. Yeah. My best friend for over 10 years from college, um, which is so scary to say. can't believe I have like (laughs) a friend from college and that was like plus 10 years ago so she is getting married to this awesome dude and they are both from puerto rico so my first time being here not on a layover and uh i am just really excited yeah Yeah. she is getting married tomorrow so we're recording this on friday everybody so she's getting married tomorrow and so we can just kind of hang out today i'm excited to see some puerto rico um i'm gonna get some I was recommended to get some alcupodia, which is, I think, some sort of meat dish. Okay. And tostones, which I've never had, and mafungo, which I've never had. Um, And so I'm excited about that. Going to see some waterfalls. um, (laughs) And just, like, really excited. I mean, Puerto Rico is so, like, walked off the plane, landed in a tiny airport. We walked off the plane and we're just, like, outside. Yeah. it feels like I'm, I was a celebrity. It felt like I was Taylor Swift getting off like a private jet, but it was a jet blue fight with like 150 other people. I love it. But, um, but I'm just, yeah, I'm super excited and we'll, you know, excited for her to like be married. I just can't even believe it. So, okay. I feel like we have to, I I'm, I'm a quarter Puerto Rican. I've never been though. So now I'm, now I need to like make that happen so I can get off of a plane like you did dude it was celeb status for sure oh yeah but i okay you mentioned taylor swift and i feel like we need to be true to our our podcasting brands uh ave explores we do interviews ave spotlight you do interviews but like this is just us getting to chat about things that are relevant in our lives and matter and of course talk about the faith do you think taylor swift is really dating travis kelsey okay thank you for asking me this um (laughs) 
So the <laughs> na- I have okay, thoughts. <laughs> so I yes, I absolutely do. And yeah. here is my reason. Okay, so Taylor does not need promo. Right. She she's do. I mean, she just got off the Reputation tour, or it's still happening. I don't know. It feels like it's been happening for ten years. She just got off the Reputation tour. I mean, that was a massive success. She boosted the economy in every city that she was in. It's <laughs> like she she's doing good. She's like in a good place. Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's like handsome. He's beautiful. Super Bowl star. He's, he's like fun. He's Super Bowl star. He's like quirky. He dances, whatever. People love him. I don't know anything about sports. I just hope both teams have fun. But like <laughs> apparently people love him and he's great. And so like I don't think both of them really need this publicity. They don't right. really have a lot of negative things happening right. in their life. Right. Um, so like I and I also like Taylor's pretty private. So when she's mm. out on blast like this, I just feel like she must really think something's worth it. Yeah. If this was a publicity stunt, I feel like the backlash would just be swift. Yeah. Unintended. No so pun intended. Like, yeah. <laughs> there it is. So I feel like people would just just not be into it if it was all pretend. Yeah. So I do think that they're actually dating. And if they are, I just think it's the cutest thing in the world. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, like a pop celebrity and a football star, if this relationship works out, her album is going to rock after, you know, the, her next album. If it does not, that album is going to rock. So honestly, <laughs> I'm being really selfish. Either way. We get away. Regardless, <laughs> thank you for the content, Travis, because it is her next era is just going to be like amazing. I so. love it. I think that is yeah. a great. I think that's a great theory. I was like waffling because okay. I was like, all right, NFL. Because did you see on the two weekends that she went to games, they like changed their header photos on? Oh yeah their Twitter page. And then I, I did some number speculation. I was like, let's go look at some analytics. She has tripled the follower count on Twitter. So I was like, so it, the NFL is clearly just trying to like leverage her fame for them. I don't think she's trying to like leverage any NFL. Like she doesn't need guys who watch the NFL to care about the Eras tour. Oh, absolutely. But my husband's theory, and yes, my husband and I have spent probably like a collective two or three hours discussing <laughs> this over the past couple of weeks. Uh, he thinks they've been dating for a while. Like since Memorial Day and she was on tour and he was in preseason training and then it was preseason games. And so like her tour just like took a break. Like she just wrapped it and like it starts back Mm. up again in a few months when she goes to the Philippines, I think. She's actually going to play Lucas Oil Stadium a few months after the Eucharistic Congress, which I like. I can't wait to say, like, I played it first. We'll bless like, it. Yeah, yeah like we, we'll bless. We we'll bless. sanctify this place. Yeah, we'll like, sanctify she, this place. Did she oh play at the Rams, the old Ram Stadium where Seek is? In St. Louis? I think so. I think she yeah. did. Like, she's playing like all these football stadiums, all these crazy venues. But t- my husband thinks that they've been dating for a while. And I, I tend to agree. I will say this, yeah. though. I think it's really fascinating. Um, this is like the the theological point. I made this point on my radio yeah. show the, the day that I spent like 40 minutes discussing it, which I'm sure my listeners were delighted by. <laughs> but <laughs> what you get when you get a millennial mom on the radio. That we as a country are so easily distracted by stuff like this like that will spend again like my husband and i have spent a collect a few hours like talking about it or like i did go do some of the digging and not that it's wrong that like we're entertained by things but that our society our culture is so desperate to latch onto things that have some sort of deeper meaning like i think this is why swifties do all of their research and like look up all these different things because it's like well because we can because it's entertaining because it's fun 
because yeah. it it is something that can distract us because we like to be distracted. I don't know. That's yeah. a, an attempt to segue it into a deeper conversation. Your there thoughts. it is. <laughs> no, an attempt. No, a, a valiant attempt, if anything, because honestly, I could just have a case study on my parasocial relationship to Taylor Swift as and Chris Evans. It's like I just feel like I'm connected to them in a yeah. way that I know is not realistic. But that does. There's a sermon in there. Mm. There's a sermon in there about how do I have the same kind of parasocial relationship with Jesus Christ? Probably not. Mm. So it's like, you know, there's definitely a word in there. But to kind of move us towards a grander, more theologically advantageous topic, um, why don't we talk about an event that does give us a closer relationship to Jesus Christ in the Eucharist and through our brothers and sisters. Yeah. And I think that that event is called Seek. Yeah. And have you ever been to it? What has your experience been? I have. You know, I, I um, a Seek and an Eras Tour concert and like Sunday Mass, they're, they're, they all sit in the same category of draw people together. Now, obviously, like there it is. Holy Mass is <laughs> this ethereal experience of the divine. <laughs> But some might say that the Eras Tour is ethereal. Some might say that mm. that obviously Seek has mass. So Seek is the winner of all of this. Let's combine the church <laughs> with the Eras Tour. Um, yeah, I so I Seek was not really um, was not a part of my college formation. I'm 34. Focus was not on my college's campus um, when I went there. I went to the University of Dallas. They're there now, uh, but from 2007 to 2011 they weren't. So the first time I ever heard about Seek. I was a teacher. I was a teacher in the classroom, like a young adult. Um, I think that year it was in San Antonio and it was like 10,000 people and a bunch of friends of mine were there. And I remember following it online and I was like, huh, that's something like that's happening. That seems cool. And then kind of had like this parasocial relationship with it. And it never really fell at a time that I could go, especially when I got married and I had kids. And so it was like, it was always during when we were visiting my husband for Christmas. Well, last year, um, it very happily worked out. They invited my radio show, the Katie McGrady show on Sirius XM to come broadcast from there. And we were like, yeah, we're happy to come do our show and like introduce our listenership to seek, especially since it's available to anybody to go to. And I, I remember where I was sitting. I was sitting in an airport hotel in Columbus, Ohio. No, Cleveland, Cleveland, Ohio. Sorry. I always get Columbus and Cincinnati and Cleveland mixed up. I feel you. Mm-hmm. I had just ordered Chipotle, uh, on, DoorDash and Jesus was on the way with my DoorDash, which is when it pops up on your phone, it goes, Jesus is delivering your food now. You're like, yes, thank you, Jesus. Um, when I got the email back that like, okay, like here's your registration form and here's your hotel, click like, you know, click the registration link or whatever. And then the lady very it was very providential. She said, um, I if you need to bring somebody, like if you're if you want to bring your husband or you want to bring your mom or a friend, um, I don't think she knew I had a sister. Uh, then you can also register them. And so I texted my sister and said, you're coming with me to seek. Uh, because I mentioned a few minutes ago, my sister has entered religious life. She's with the Sisters of Life now in postulancy. Um, she had deferred. She was supposed to enter last year. She deferred for the year to finish her doctoral dissertation. So she was home. Uh, and as the big sister, I could kind of bully her into going with me. There it is. Um, and I did. And so she she texted me back. And she was like, I don't know if I want to go to this. And I was like, come on. It's like time together. And she went, yeah, but like, am I too old for it? And I said, no, Seek can be attended by anyone. And I like gave her the same sales pitch that I'd seen across a bunch of social medias and and 
So she came, she registered, she registered. And providentially it worked out because the night before we were supposed to fly out for Seek 2023, our flights were canceled because little tiny Lake Charles Airport, if the plane doesn't come in the night before, you can't leave the next morning. And so we decided to road trip it because it's about a 12 hour drive from Lake Charles where we are to St. Louis, Missouri. And those 24 hours of driving like there and then back were so fruitful and so Seek was at the heart of this really cool opportunity that I got to spend time with my sister, that we got wow. to hang out with a bunch of like my ministry friends. Like there was one evening where we all went to the Marriott bar and we're just like being together. And so like I came at Seek from the perspective of somebody who was there to work, but then yeah. got so much value from the community and the relationships and just seeing that happening everywhere I turned like you couldn't mm. walk 10 feet without seeing a reunion or without mm. seeing this moment of like intentional connection or, or like somebody praying with someone else or somebody inviting someone else to go have a conversation about this really intense thing so for my first experience of seek to also have like my sister was with me my friends were with me I got to do the show from there I'm so grateful that that was my first experience with it because it was so truly powerful how, how about you Oh my gosh. Well, that's beautiful. And I'm so glad that you and your sis got to spend that extra time together. Yeah. Sometimes God knows exactly what you need. Absolutely. So I had gone to seek and I did not know anyone. So um, I only actually knew I was going with one person from my diocese. And at that point, like we were friends and I was an older adult. We're both older adults. So I was like, man, I don't know if I like aged out of this, but we, you know, we're friends and we didn't really have that close of a relationship. So I was like, well, let's see. So we went and it was just like the coolest thing mm. because we had so many opportunities to spend time together. I think that we went when, um, oh man, not the newsboys, although they rock. Uh, gosh, what is, uh, oh, need to breathe. Need to breathe. We went uh. when need to breathe was like the entertainment. And that was like, just so nuts. So need to breathe was the entertainment perfect like soundtrack for just like yeah. building a really dope friendship. So I got to know Ariel a lot more. And then also it was just an uh, added opportunity for community because I got to meet an online friend. So Chica and Nyawu, yeah. who you know as well, we had been like friends online for a long time, but then we met in person and it was just so awesome mm -hmm. to just eat lunch with her, super low key, hang out, and we prayed together and it was just so nice. And just that, you know, community and that bringing people together, like you shared and just having everyone be happy to be together was awesome. And even though I didn't get to go to seek, you know, I don't get to go this year. It's amazing to also see people talk about like, are you going, are you going? Mm -hmm. We'd love to connect. Do you want to, you know, share a room with me? Do you want to get lunch on this day? Do you want to connect at this time? And I think it just facilitates such great community and sets a tone for like reminding everyone of the foundation. Mm -hmm. So the whole time that I was there, it was awesome to be like, yo, tomorrow morning, you want to like go to adoration, then go to mass with me and then like grab breakfast. And it was so normal. And I think I haven't experienced that kind of normalcy in in praying yeah. and being with Jesus since I was in college just of saying like hey you want to go to class and then go to mass together I have just never you know I have not experienced that as a young adult and yeah. so it was awesome to be able to have an environment where they're like here's your foundation and here's 
what we're all like striving towards a relationship with Jesus. And also we're going to have need to breathe and you guys are going to get to have fun. And also there's confession. And also it's just like, there. it was just such a great backdrop for reminding me of what my foundation should be as a young adult um, Catholic. And it was just like so dope. I I love too that you just use the word normal because I think that's a word that we should use more often in our church Mm. of just like, yeah, normal Catholics who are living their faith in a normal way. And like, that's not to say that, that, there's abnormal people floating around. Let me make that qualification. It, it's it's <laughs> more to say that like most of us fall into this category of, yeah, like I'm living my faith and I'm studying in school or I've got a job or I'm growing my family. And, you know, I want my faith to be center uh, of, of everything that we do in our lives, central to the way that we, we talk to people, the way that we drive. I mean, like, I think all the time about the fact that we have a monstrance sticker on the back of our van. So maybe we are the weird Catholics and everybody else is normal, Mm. but we have a monstrance sticker. The call is coming from inside of the house. Inside the house. Yes. Oh Mm. man. Don't worry, darling. Right. Like I, uh, I I wonder (laughs) sometimes how many pop culture references from the past year can we throw into this episode? But like, I, I think we, we need to get back to this understanding of like, yeah, I want to meet other people who are living their faith in this very ordinary way because it's in the ordinariness of living the faith it's in the saying grace before meals or you know talking to our children about you know this is like a priority for our weekend and in fact like if we don't go to mass on sunday then our whole week is thrown off you know like all of those various components of why the faith is so important should feel very normal and when you go to a Sikh, you're kind of in like catholic utopia for a few days but it it makes it easier for that normalcy down the line does that make sense Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I think it just is so nice to have those reminders, because sometimes when you're caught up in the drudge of life, especially as I mean, college students, it's amazing, because you just, for most of the time, you have you're all in the same place, you know, you're trying to be in college, and there's like a big commonality there. So like creating relationships, finding community is has its share of challenges, but it's like easier in that way. And then when you're a young adult, it's just like, you don't know what your commonalities are, Mm because you all have different jobs, you all have different things, you're like married, some of you are single, some of you are discerning. And it's just like, it's crazy to think like you can all have the same foundation and community and like source of, of relationship mm-hmm. in one place, like 10,000 people that yeah. can all get together and somehow have the same thing and not be like in school together. Yeah. Just amazing. And so it's just, it's really, really powerful. And I, I was I was really reflecting on how cool it was to be able to walk around someplace, smile with someone and just know that we were there for the same reason. And like I had no idea who they were. Yeah. But we were like praying for each other and having fun together. And it was just so awesome. Yeah. That that unifying experience. I mean, and then really too, like Seek has grown to beyond college. Uh I, I would say maybe half the people I talked to last year were Young adults were families, were people who had come from their parish life who were like, yeah, we were looking for an experience of joy. We were looking for an experience of formation, Mm. this opportunity and this chance to grow in our faith. I mean, last year's theme was was this idea of like being being following Christ and like being sent forth. And I love this year's theme, this idea of 
we're called to be children of the light, that famous John Paul II quote, which I wonder, did he say that when he was in St. Louis, Missouri and said mass in that same place? I'm sure there's something, uh, some sort of connection point. But this idea of we can gather together, learn about that that normal, joyful living of our faith, feel fortified Mm. and unified in this community, and then go back to the various places where we find ourselves, whether it's a college campus, whether it's the parish on Sunday, whether it's our office park, you know, the grocery store, the car drop off line, all these different places where we find ourselves. And people look at us and say, like, they're happy. Like they they're joyful for a very specific reason. That person over there is attractive in the way that they're living this faith. And so I love the theme this year. Like, go be a light. I will. I'll admit I told you this before we started recording. At first, when I read the email too quickly, I was like, oh, let there be light. It's incarnational. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, well, I mean, but it is like it could be that let there be light or be a light. Like there's only one way that we can be a light. And it's because God said, let there be light. And when God spoke creation into existence, it wasn't this accidental, oh, I have nothing better to do. Let's just see what happens when I say these words. Like it was an intentional, we're bringing light into the world because there will one day be people who need to stand in the light. And then those people standing in the light are then able to give witness to that that joy, that are able to give witness to almost like that internal glow Mm. that comes from knowing where we come from and, and who loves us and who we are in that identity so it's it's incarnational but it's also evangelical this idea of stepping mm. forth and talking about who has made us Ooh, that's a word i'm like <laughs> man isn't it like appropriate for me to just like Some snap snaps. this yeah. whole episode there it is <laughs> my gosh katie bring it home you know and it's filling me with a lot of hope look at this. I'm the queen of transitions. It's filling me with a lot of hope to, you know, to hear you speak in this way, just about like how wonderful it is to be not only filled with Jesus Christ and his grace, but also to, for, you know, to have an opportunity to be a missionary disciple, Mm. because that's what it's all about. It's all about taking in what Jesus is giving you, but then also going out Mm -hmm. and communicating and loving on our brothers and sisters. And it's just like such an awesome opportunity to do that with the encouragement of thousands of other people that are attempting to do the same. So it's a beautiful thing. Speaking of hope (laughs) at the end of every episode. Wow. I feel like I'm on a super packed episode of Ave Spotlight (laughs) with like the best guest. So at the end of every episode, I ask each guest about something that gives them hope. Mm. And so I just feel like we've been, I feel so jazzed. Um, And so what is something that gives you hope, um, whether it's in the past, something recent or something in the future Mm -hmm. that you're looking forward to? If you need time to think about it, I can go first. You go first. You You go first. Okay. Something that gives me hope is... um, I'm a part of the planning team for the National Eucharistic Pilgrimage next summer. And uh, for those of you that don't know, quick plug, nationaleucharisticpilgrimage.org, go. So it's going to be awesome. And it's just so encouraging to be able to meet all of these people that work in dioceses that are so excited Mm -hmm. about Jesus coming through their diocese with these young adults and to meet these other groups of young adults that are so excited to mobilize their groups and their people and high schoolers and children and older people. And it's just amazing to see everybody want to be a part of this and help facilitate 
other people having Mm -hmm. encounters with Jesus in the Eucharist. And so I'm just like really hopeful for the future of the church that people are just excited to meet other people where they're at and say like, great, Jesus is coming to my backyard. How can we make this something where that person who hasn't been to mass in four months will want to come and spend some time with Jesus in the Eucharist or how can, and that's everyone's kind of first priority and first thought of like, how can we make this not only an opportunity for people that, you know, attend mass every Sunday, have a fruitful prayer life, et cetera, but for people who are on the peripheries, right. And maybe are doubtful or questioning. And so it's just so hopeful to kind of see people working towards that and, and, um, just have us all be like walking with one another. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I yeah, I'm so stoked. The pilgrimage is coming straight through my town and I am like it's highlighted on my calendar. We are so excited. Um and I, I told my husband the other day, I said, Yeah, Jesus is down the street right now at the twenty four hour adoration chapel, but like he's coming in this very specific, very special way from this other place and then going to this next place. And I, I can't wait to be a part of that. I you know, I found a lot of hope in um I had a conversation. I was just in Chicago with a focus missionary. She drove me to the airport and we were chatting just kind of she's in parish ministry about how she's made this jump from college campuses into parish ministry and how the work is even sometimes more intense uh, trying to convince people that like, yeah, a life of lifelong discipleship or come to this conference, which like, yeah, you might think it's just for a bunch of college kids, but there's going to be a ton of families that are there and you can see that witness. And I am a very easily discouraged person where I will just try to find the easy fix for something. And I could tell like she was sitting in a place of, of heavy discernment and sometimes maybe even discouragement, but also saw a lot of reason for hope. And so her hope gave me a lot of hope and like gave me a lot of confidence that even when maybe convincing someone to come to the seek or telling somebody to participate in the Bible study or asking someone like, Hey, do you want to pray together? Like where I would get very easily discouraged at times if the answer is no, that persistence and that, that being able to kind of see the full story 10 steps ahead, it just, it gave me a lot of hope. Her discipleship and her faithfulness in what might be sometimes challenging gave me a lot of hope. Um, Now, then I got on an airplane that got flights got canceled and the whole rest of the day was like awful. But I kept going back to that conversation because it was so hopeful (laughs) that I I couldn't help but feel that that hope. So, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Look at God, dude. Oh, my gosh. Tell people real quick where we can listen to Ave Spotlight. You can listen to Ave Spotlight on all streaming services um, at checkout Ave Spotlight. And where can we listen to Ave Explorers? Same place, AveMariaPress.com. Ave Spotlight and Ave Explorers are right up at the top. And uh, we hope everybody goes to seek. And we're so excited that we got to talk about the joy of being a light. Wow. And what a joy to be together. God bless y'all. Hey, we just wanted to let you know that we are so excited for Seek this year. We know that you're going to have an incredible experience because we've had incredible experiences before. Gathering together in person is so important, so important for us in growing in our faith and meeting other people and seeing people in person who are seeking the same things that we are, truth, goodness, beauty, who are looking to be a light in this world and learn how to do that. So we hope you consider going to Seek. And we're really grateful that you listened to our conversation about it. Ave Maria Press is so proud of the podcasts that we create. Ave Explores and Ave Spotlight. Find them both in your podcasting apps, however you listen. Give it a follow. Give it a rating. Give it a review. But most importantly, sign up for Seek. You know you want to. It's going to be life-changing. Chanel and I are so excited for those of you who get to go this year. Know that we're praying for you. And we'll see you soon.
Thank you so much for listening, friends. For more content from this podcast, please click the link in the episode description. And I invite you to come join us in St. Louis, Missouri, in encountering the person of Jesus Christ at Seek 24 from January the 1st through January the 5th. For more information and to learn how to register, please visit seek.focus.org.